Welcome to On The Map, the podcast at the intersection of real estate, startups, and technology. I'm your host, David Beats. I want to thank you for joining us. Now on to today's episode. Hi, Dave. Welcome to the podcast. Hope you're doing well today. Hi, David. Yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for joining us today. And just for our audience out there, um, Dave is the founder of CRE Grow, uh, a company that really focuses on uh, website development for the commercial real estate area. And then he does also a bunch of other things kind of focused on commercial real estate. Um, so I think what we got connected back in uh, what ICSE around 2013, 2014, something like that, I think. We did. That uh, was really an opportune time for uh, a lot of individuals who were very active on social media. That's when social media for commercial real estate was really becoming popular. Uh, so it was a very opportune time for those individuals to come meet in Las Vegas. So right. that's when yeah. we finally met in person. There was a lot of back and forth on uh, on social media channels. Well, at that time, it really was besides LinkedIn, which had been around for a few years. There was also uh, Twitter. Uh, so there was a lot of folks getting involved on Twitter. And we there was an event in Vegas where those uh, those active people uh, met in person um, on the floor. There was an area dedicated to, yep. uh, I think it was uh, called it a tweet up. A tweet uh, up, or, yep. I think some, there was uh, something Sarah like Mal- that. Yeah, Sarah Malcolm. And, and um, I think I met, Duke Long for the first time there. I'd, I'd seen him online a good bit. Right, organized by yeah. Sarah Malcolm at the yeah. time. Who so was she was a, you know ahead of her time in 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 um, answering the demand uh, and creating uh, you know a, a, a universe at ICSC Recon for for those people to meet in, in real life and 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 just uh, she was uh, very help influential in uh, in. In, in causing social media to continue to grow in commercial real estate for retail, at least. So I'm very thankful to, to have had that experience and meet those folks in real life. Like you mentioned, Duke Long, uh, Barbie uh, Reuter was there. Uh, and uh, she's now, I believe, the, the, the 2020 head of crew, national head of okay. crew. Um, yeah, yeah you, you mentioned Duke Long. I, I eventually did do his website. Um, and okay. just a whole bunch of other individuals. So it's a great place. Uh, recon, ICSC Recon, the Vegas show is a great place for me to meet current clients and, and gain uh, new ones. Uh, I love seeing uh, you there every year uh, and, and, and plan grocery more recently. And, uh, you know, it's an event that I, uh, an event that I really uh, like to go to and their regional events. And yeah. I've been a partner yeah. of theirs. I've done some uh, some work for uh, for ICSC as well. Okay, um, okay. It's just a great organization that I've attached myself to, uh, especially as my commercial real estate marketing work has transitioned more to uh, retail. Uh, okay, my, interesting. Uh, especially you know, especially over the last ten years or so, I've uh, been pretty retail focused. I mean, my background is also industrial and office starting out in research and then transitioning into marketing and then last 10 years or so more focused on websites, but also more focused small to mid-sized retail companies. Okay. Or, okay. or commercial real estate related to retail. Gotcha. Gotcha. So so you're so an average customer of yours would maybe own 50 properties that they're trying to to lease and then maybe they're they're also buying and selling shopping centers, maybe would that be yeah, my yeah. clients tend to be the small to mid-size uh, retail developers, a lot of retail developers, a lot of uh, you know, full-service commercial real estate. Um, doesn't okay. you know, have to be, they're not necessarily only retail. They they may handle a number of different uh, product types, but uh, it tends to be a lot of developers, but some brokerage firms, uh, gotcha. some okay. uh, teams, uh the, the retail teams, or it could be an office team within a larger firm. Also, some individuals. Uh, it just so happens over, especially within the last year, I've done a lot of uh, uh, individual sites for C- a lot of CCIMs. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
but uh, I, I tend to serve more Davids as opposed to Goliaths. It just so happens that is more so my wheelhouse and uh, there tends to be more demand for the type of websites that we put out among um, the, the smaller to mid-sized companies. Uh, so my uh, direct, my, um, my point of contact are oftentimes the decision makers okay. as opposed to marketing departments. But uh, it's about 50-50 where I work directly with a head of marketing at the commercial real estate company or their, uh, their principal or, or, or main decision maker. Uh, okay. So different approaches, depending on who my point of contact is. Um, but uh, you know, a lot of, of websites within the last year, you know, that, uh, that business has really grown for me, thankfully. Uh, demand has grown for, for, uh, for, for commercial real estate companies, teams, individuals to have more of an online presence within the last year or so. Yeah, yeah. What are, are, do you find that people are putting more information out there on their properties or are they putting, are they putting less? Is there any kind of, I don't know, thought process that goes into how much content you, you provide out there? Cause I know when I worked at a shopping center company, the idea was to kind of put enough information out there to get somebody interested in making, you know, an inquiry. Cause then, then you can, the, the sales person can kind of be activated and kind of start the process there, there was always kind of a fear of putting too much information out there because they might look at the space and be like, uh, I, I, I don't think I want to lease that. I want to move on. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, especially, uh, you know, more recently, uh, it, it's a sort of a short attention span theater. There's not an interest in wanting to, or, or you know, on either side in, in, in putting too much information on the property level. I think right, there is, right. like you say, there's a sort of a level one, a brief introduction with uh, only a little bit of, of property information and related media revealed uh, for right. a, kind of a property specific landing page. And, uh, and then there's the, uh, the next level where if you choose to receive more information, maybe you'll, uh, you'll hit and, and, and see a flyer. And then that is some additional detail. Uh, or right. then, or or you'll request an, an offering memorandum. Um, so there's definitely, like you say, a, a, a like a two, three, four tier of property okay. specific information. But definitely for the websites that we do, when the, especially for custom property display, um, right. when we customize it as opposed to it being a third party feed, there is a demand from our clients to keep it very simple on that first level. Uh, just, we're talking about four or five pieces of, of critical information in addition to the, uh, you know, the location, the address and a few photos and, and right. maybe a video or something like that. Um, and, the and online marketplaces may offer uh, that level, that level two detail uh, instantly. You know, if you go to a property detail on a, uh, you know, something like a Crexy or a, or a LoopNet or a Catalyst related type. That's what of I was wondering. That, that, that'd be the third party that you're talking about, right? Or yeah, well, and, okay. and those those companies that I just mentioned, they you know offer property information on an online marketplace uh, separately, you know, separate from a, a corporate website. Uh, okay. But then they all also offer the ability to feed that property information into your corporate website. So gotcha. it uh, so you're not viewing every single property in a given area that you would, uh, you know, in a, in a region or a city on an online marketplace. You're just viewing that clients, those clients uh, offerings, those clients properties. And, yep. uh, you know, there's there's. Uh, it's filterable and and uh, and viewable uh, within a corporate website, but only related to their portfolio or their uh, of properties of availabilities of listings. There's all kinds of different terminology that people have for for their properties, whether it's a from a developer's perspective or a, a, a brokerage firm's. Uh, I, I find that you know how uh, a property is 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 uh, defined is. It just changes, you know, based upon right. 
the, the region. But that property information is is uh, yeah is uh, viewable in a we call a feed. And on a website, okay. that's usually an iframe or a uh, API, uh, but is, it's offerings that that that, that come in. Um, and, and you're contractually uh, not necessarily obligated, but there's a there's a contract that that client, our website client, will have separately with right. a correctly a, a build out, a loop net, whatever. Uh, where there, uh, we may recommend that okay, if you already have a contract with them, you pay a little bit extra, and we'll put their feed into the website that we put together for you. Gotcha. Or okay. you yeah. may want to. Uh, not include that feed at all, whether you're you have a contract with them or not, and you may want to have your property display fully customized, and we'll do that for you on on WordPress. Uh, right. What they are okay. essentially are custom posts, but uh, a lot of our clients like that flexibility, you know, to be able to completely define their property display, you know, whatever right. level. Of detail, yeah, it gives them more control and more flexibility to do something different instead of having to, you know, adhere to somebody else's standards and of these buckets of content. That's right. You have flexibility yeah. on on the property detail page, like we've been talking about, and, and you know what that landing page looks like. But oftentimes, more importantly, is even the flexibility on that uh, uh, portfolio summary, property summary page. And how that's displayed. So, it, right. all of their properties uh, may be displayed, you know, uh, and, and searchable on a map, on a grid, uh, different kinds of filters that are completely different than an online marketplace would provide, sort of out of the box from from their feed, their their iframe, their uh, what is available through their API. So uh, th that is really in our wheelhouse to be able to create. You know, that, that search page of, of all of their properties is uh, what we really enjoy, you know, playing with. You know, that, that sandbox is, is uh, over the last you know, 10, 12 years, we've, uh, we, we've really grown familiar with, uh, you know, and, and also in identifying our whole family of websites and how they're navigated, how, you know, people choose to, uh, to dive in to properties we're able to uh, to build, we think, you know, the, the exact right solution when we're customizing for okay. uh, for people to be able to find properties. Oh, very good, very good. Are you? Is there any particular kind of, of mapping that you're using these days, or do you? Is there kind of kind of like a go to one that you like, or are people requesting certain ones? I know there's um, you have a lot of different options out there. Well, if for mapping on a website, I, I, I talked about um, the, I, I think I mentioned that uh, we had some, uh, a lot of interest in our, uh, in new websites when um, the iPad came out, you know, and right. whatever that was, 2010, 2012. So there mm -hmm. was this sudden influx of, of interest, thankfully, in in, uh, in the same time that we developed uh, the first WordPress template for commercial real estate, it was this interest in um, converting Flash websites to HTML5, which showed properly on an iPad. Right. Okay. Um, and the, at that same time, there was the, uh, our clients and prospects and those uh, folks in commercial real estate were interested in converting their website because it showed the Google Maps feature successfully. That wasn't showing correctly on their uh, corporate website. So we did a lot of websites that uh, were that incorporated the uh, Google Maps API in showcasing properties. So mm -hmm. all of the, you know, you look back on our port our portfolio of websites completed in those years, and a lot of them are very mapping focused for right. for for people that really wanted to utilize that Google Maps API. Uh, but now I'm, there's a trend more recently to exclude the map. There's, there's a right. trend more recently, uh, especially for my clients, small to mid-size where their portfolio is, is just in one 
region or, or one uh, metro area. Uh, and they'd rather see their properties displayed on, you know, on, a, on a grid. Okay. And, yeah. and to have a, just a smart filter uh, where they can drill into an individual property very quickly from a grid. Right. Um, now, at yeah. the same time, I've got a lot of clients that still want to show that map and, uh, and offer smart ways to offer both like a sortable list of properties alongside a map. Right. Um, and, and, I, and there are uh, among the, uh, the vendors that I mentioned, the marketplaces that I mentioned that offer feeds, there are some that display a map alongside a, a list or a grid uh, better than others. Okay. Okay. Uh, like a, a build out, for example, is uh, actually build out and catalyst, I think are, are, are pretty strong in, in their interfaces that, that they, um, that they offer for displaying maps alongside grids um, and, and, and different options. Still though, there's yeah. a ceiling on, on what exactly that map can look like. Yeah. Whereas, whereas we, if we had a client who desired can play within the Google Maps API, uh, other mapping APIs as well. But uh, you know, we we would you know our first choice would be the Google Maps API because that's what we know. And, right, right. Uh, we could customize that map to look exactly what they would like. Uh, yeah. To 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 showcase alongside their 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 property uh, their properties whether a grid or a list. Uh, and that is a nice feature of, of having a custom solution as opposed to out of the box from like a, a build out or, or a catalyst. Gotcha. Okay. They do offer good solutions, I think, uh, much better than what was offered, you know, five, six years ago uh, for especially for those APIs and, and iframes that included maps. Uh, it was uh, very clumsy, but now those they keep on improving. Okay. Uh, but okay. I'd like to think that what we offer far, as far as display of properties on a map or, or however, uh, you know, the sky's the limit. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, as far as, as far as drones, I know we, we talked about that a little bit earlier. I think you, uh, you, you've got some experience kind of working in that area and um, it'd just be interesting to talk about that a little bit. Like what, what has been your experience and do you, it seemed like that like back in, you know, maybe eight years ago or so, like everybody wanted to do drone shots and everybody felt like there was this huge market there and we were going to be seeing all these shots and, you know, everybody kept telling me, Oh, you need to get into the drone business. And I was like, I was like, that just scares me. It just, it feels like it's hard to scale. It's, there's just too much going on there. What, what was your experience kind of working with it? Well, I mean, I love drone aerials and and that you know that activity that uh, it's a great yeah it's it it makes for a great shot. I mean, and you know anything beast. and anything it's very difficult to lose property specific marketing corporate marketing with video. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. there's all kinds of statistics that show you, and I think just uh, just knowing from your gut that video is is here to stay. Right. And, and, and so is um, drone, uh, you know, aerial work and, and integrating that into, into property specific marketing. Now, uh, there are all kinds of great vendors out there that, uh, that do that sort of work and individuals or individuals that are part of networks or, you know, essentially companies. So, I mean, I did, at the, I, I did think that it would be smart or, or worth my while to go into that business and kind of try to build my own network of right, yeah. uh, drone operators throughout the country because I had uh, I had grown in a network while marketing director at a company throwing up you know 200 plus drones uh, over the course of, of a couple of years you know over uh, all kinds of properties like you know at least a couple of drones thrown somewhere in the country uh, per week. So that uh, I was fortunate to develop a network or at least learn about uh, about drone uh, videography over those years. And I thought I would leverage that and, and build a, a, a company, CRE Drone and uh, All in Drone is, is still the name of this company. But the problem I have and, and where I've, uh, I, 
I, I don't focus on that anymore and try to compete with these companies like drone base, the companies that could turn around the drone in, in a matter of uh, 24 hours and have all kinds of efficiencies built in, like uh, you know, getting the proper uh, licensing, um, uh, just delivering it in, 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 uh, in a process that's, that uh, is very transparent. Uh, so for me, it made sense to not focus on that because just there's, there's all kinds of entities out there that, that could do it better. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, I, I yeah, feel like yeah. if I had the time and, and the staff who all were skilled enough that uh, there's a lot of great things you could do in post-production uh, of a, you know, take a raw aerial uh, of, a, of, a, of a property. And there's all kinds of interesting things you could do in post-production, but just the time required is pretty intense. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's made a lot of sense for me to continue my focus and then based off demand too, to continue my focus on, um, on websites. And, right. and that's really what my clients were demanding. Now, it, there is a lot of aerial imagery in the websites that we do. Our websites, uh, if you look at a homepage of any site that we do, uh, there's all kinds of, uh, of aerial videography. I mean, that just, right. I think that makes a lot of sense to incorporate into a homepage of modern website. So if, so, an, so if a site user opens up a company's webpage, they see, oh, okay, so these guys are, are the real deal. You know, they're, it has a professional look and feel uh, yeah. that gives instant credibility. So I, I, as a component of a website, I think it's tremendous. As a, as a business opportunity for me, it, it, it didn't work. And uh, I do see if uh, it, it as an opportunity uh, within commercial real estate for a, for a company maybe that concentrates on the post-production and can do it really well and, and, and yeah. very quickly. But I just have not seen that. I've always, I've always thought that was more of the opportunity, um, you know, kind of that post-production. Maybe you upload your video and it automatically puts property lines on there or it automatically adds these, you know, stuff from different spatial databases and then you get it back. And it's kind of like this smart aerial video, you know, that's 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 had a bunch of intelligence kind of overlaid on top of it. But I, I know that that's got to be way harder to do than it sounds. Um, but, you know, that, I always thought that could be kind of interesting. Yeah, I think there's a lot yeah. of uh, marketing departments at some at, at big commercial real estate companies uh, there, uh, you know, whether it's at their headquarters or, or, or local offices that are they're excellent marketing departments and they do a great job of post-production and, and annotating of, of the videos uh, and just great video work in general. Uh, and that's probably an area where a smaller uh, commercial real estate company uh, has, is at a disadvantage, right? Because right. they don't have those sort of tools built in. Um, yeah, yeah. But, there and there is some demand for those that kind of annotation in the videos, uh, but I don't see the demand yet at the level of hey, you know that uh, aerial video is great, but it's missing all of these annotations. I think that uh, as as cool as that is, as as um, as interesting as that is for the companies that are able to put you know uh, to successfully integrate those annotations. I think that there are uh, demand is such now that um, a you know space user potential uh, buyer user of, of, of property is happy enough with a property flyer to accompany a raw video and and there's less of a demand so far you know, to to integrate those two as as a single deliverable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what about what about like 3D models? Um, it felt like there was kind of a period where, you know, Google had SketchUp and I don't know, we were right, seeing right. a lot of a lot of a lot of different 3D models. And, you know, I remember I remember looking at seeing like thousands of little SketchUp models that you could pull in from from Google. And it just seemed like a really neat thing. And it was like, and then it was like, it like disappeared like really quick. Like all of a sudden nobody was showing stuff, you know, on, on 3D models, like in Google earth. Um, what, what's, what's been your experience with, with 3D, 3D modeling? Yeah, I, 
at, uh, just like you with uh, Google yeah. SketchUp, I thought that that was a very exciting time. Yeah. And uh, much like, you know, these tools that I tend to gravitate around that I, I, I think are, uh, are are sort of game changers. Uh, WordPress certainly is one of them. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that SketchUp was at the time I felt was one of them as well, or just the, the concept of 3D and, uh, and for a time, 3D modeling was all the rage in commercial yeah. real estate. And I thought that it would continue to grow. Um, in fact, that was a service that we offered uh, 3D modeling under the, uh, the, the, uh, the entity uh, 3D CRE. Uh, okay. okay. And, and it, I, um, I mentioned that as, as a service that we'd offered and there was some interest, uh, but eventually we only had one client and that was iFly, which was a very interesting client. And they were very forward thinking in, in use, utilizing 3D models to, uh, uh, to introduce to local governments or to use for marketing purposes to display what the, uh, the, the iFly prototype will look like alongside of an expressway uh, and to be able to visualize, visualize it from all angles. Um, and it was certainly a time when um, my marketing skills overlapped more so with mapping, you know, in, in GIS, because uh, and 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 I be I had to become more knowledgeable of of uh, of of maps, you know, Google Earth and such, and how this model that we built uh, could integrate, you know, with, um, with with Google Earth as its canvas. And I always did feel like these models could, uh, a, an individual property can exist alongside all kinds of properties, you know, an entire uh, block or an entire city. Um, but that never really took, uh, that never really caught on more than I thought that it would. I also thought that these models could uh, be utilized as information capsules, you know, where property specific information can be contained in the models. I mean, the, uh, it's it's technology that exists but hasn't really been utilized um there were initially some uh setbacks and ceilings where you uh on an, on an ipad or on mobile it was uh very difficult to visualize the models but i don't think that's an issue anymore but for whatever reason it, it uh the 3d didn't catch on right and yeah uh, yeah and maybe that's because uh, drone videography uh, took its place. I, I don't know. Yeah, it felt like that came. The drone stuff came right after the 3D kind of SketchUp stuff, and so maybe everybody kind of jumped onto that. Yeah, from there. Have Have you seen that show on Netflix, The Billion Dollar Code, about the guys that that do the stuff with? It was like the original um, Google Mapping team or something, or it was kind of the competitor to Google Mapping. Uh, maybe I haven't. Heard of it. Yeah, I yeah, haven't. You, but I think. I think you'd find you'd I think you found it pretty interesting because you kind of a competitor lived through to that time. Google. Well, it, there were there was these group of guys that that yeah. basically created this zoom, like what you see when you get when you use uh, Google Earth when you zoom into the aerial, and they kind of solved that problem pretty early on. And it talks about their investors and and how they solved it and all that. I mean, it's it's you know it's a it's a drama. It's kind of a docudrama, I guess, but um, based on a true story. But then it just tells the story of how eventually Google ended up coming up with basically the exact same thing, and that and that they had talked to some people that had talked to Google, and uh, yeah, I think you, I think you, I think you find it interesting. It's called the Billion Dollar Code. So okay, um, yeah, I, I will check yeah. check it out. Yeah, I yeah. At that time, I thought there were so many limitations, also important limitations, um, to, you know, displaying three D models. Uh, right. Another important limitation was these marketplaces that. Uh, that I mentioned, the, like, a, uh, well, at the time, uh, you know, CoStar, LoopNet, uh, and there were a few others, they really weren't able or willing to take in that window, that, that to the 3D model into their, uh, you know, property detail page. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure to what extent they do that now, and I know there are, are, are many more uh, competitors in that space that uh, can accommodate a, a 3D model of, of what kind, I'm not sure. I know that there's a Matterport and that kind of stuff that, that, that have their own sort of viewport 
Um, but uh, yeah. I, yeah, I can remember technology and having the, the display portion of it being a big challenge at the time. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Great. You, you can have a, the super 3D model or, or create some kind of amazing environment that exists on your own PC. Uh, but then the problem becomes, and, and this is always a problem, uh, does, is your client able to successfully, you know, successfully view it without having to download all kinds of stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, there's, that's there's a lot of, there's a lot of developers today that still use Google earth and, and, you know, have different points and, you know, fly from one location to the next. And, um, but you're right. The hard part is really sharing that. You know, I mean, you would have to do a screen share, have somebody looking over your shoulder. You have to record like a little video and send it to somebody. Um, but I remember playing around with that some and trying to get logos to go on top of Google Earth and kind of fly mm. from like a, a target to a Whole Foods to this. And well, I, we did a lot of work on that, but it was just it was always you know, it was always felt like it was kind of pushing the limits of the computer just to get get it to do what what it was doing, you know. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's uh I, you know, I, um, I always tend to gravitate towards popular products and services just because I know that, that there's all kinds of advantages to having uh, a product that's popular that your clients can use or a service right. that's popular. Um, and, you know, popular in being able to view, you know, maybe stuff like logos or, or annotations or being able to successfully translate what you what you've created um onto uh, onto their you know sandbox right so I, I i like to work in products like wordpress that have are surrounded by a support in the form of uh, the communities right so yeah. there's yeah it's a whole community of, of so sketchup at the time had a community of developers that were continually improving upon it uh, WordPress is very much the same way about the strongest community that I know of, of, of developers that are constantly, constantly improving, you know, that, okay. uh, that product and, and service. Um, and more recently, yeah. I, uh, because, because of its popularity, there's been all kinds of demand and, and reasons to help, uh, my clients with Canva okay. uh, and, and, yeah. and, and converting as much as I love Adobe, uh, it, uh, it becomes uh, an issue and, and cumbersome and too much of a learning curve for a lot of my clients uh, who, right. who come in already familiar with Canva or have uh, an, an assistant or some kind of support staff that's already familiar with Canva. Um, I am having a, a lot of success and I think are providing a lot of value to clients right now and converting uh, their templates for social media, okay. For property flyers, uh, for you know corporate type of deliverables from Adobe to Canva, um, huge but demand the, for that right now. So when you say the social media templates, is that like the kind of kind of like for social media graphics, um, like kind of a quick way to create social media graphics for for I don't know different events, properties, whatever. Or, yeah, you know when th th there's uh, for. For the majority of my clients, there tends to be a uh, a known set, a predicted set of types of social media templates that you create. Like, right. okay, here's here's a, a, a nice branded template that complements your website uh, related to news. You know, here's one related to a you know a, a property specific related to a, a done deal. Um, right. Okay. An announcement of some sort, a, a testimonial or case study. Uh, so I, I'm able to deliver to them a, a template series for social media that's right. optimized uh, for, 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 you know, different channels, you know, those that are optimized okay. for LinkedIn versus Instagram. And uh, much like the websites that we deliver, you know, where you know, here's your website and here's how to use it. I'm able to deliver a series of Canva templates. Okay, here's your templates and here's some examples of, of, of how to use it. And okay. when I, I find that when we offer, you know, the examples of how to use it, that gives them a little kickstart and, and gets them going in the right direction.
and it gets them thinking about other things that they might want to do or, or, or get. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. In the same way that give starting them out with, um, with an initial two to three, uh, news items gets right. them started, kickstarted on their uh, blog. Uh, okay. If they want a news dedicated section for their website. And a lot of clients are, uh, th there is a trend away from that in favor of telling all their news on social media. But right. uh, there are certainly clients that still um, want to uh, have regular series of, of news posts, you know, okay. weekly, that sort of thing. Um, but you have to carefully monitor your traffic to see if people are actually viewing those news posts. Right, the same thing right. as all parts of your website and constantly be monitoring and, and how should I be changing our, uh, my website based upon the, the, the traffic. Uh, Do you help that's some? The type of websites that we offer, they, they grant that ability to be always, you know, to, for your website to grow in one direction or another. You know, that's okay. And since the okay. you grow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. That's great. And then, and then, do you help your customers some with like content strategy? Because uh, that's something that I always kind of struggle with. Is like, you know, am I better to have like a bunch of, you know, a whole bunch of irrelevant posts, or or just like you know shallow posts, or am I better to have like just a very few kind of deeper dive? And maybe maybe it's just a combination of the two. But I've always I've always been kind of of the feeling of trying to do less posts. But higher quality posts. Um, so, yeah, no, I think I, I think the latter. There, um, there are I've inherited a lot of websites to that that were that uh, they requested relaunch for and 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 to you know tune up. Where uh, a, a popular request is to take you know this thousands sometimes in some cases thousands of news posts, right? And uh, and and pick and choose and and. Uh, offer a new blog on a new website that uh, that just has say 20 or 30 to start with so right, okay. you, know, you store away those uh those thousand that exist on, on the internet um and you, you do there's a lot of side work uh that i won't get into the technical technical details of it but basically the idea with that 20 that you retain is uh it, it you only have 20 instead of a thousand plus because uh, a lot of those posts that uh, have the same titles and same information, they tend to kind of cannibalize each other and right. uh, they're not helping you. They're hurting you uh, in an SEO sense. Whereas yeah. uh, having those 20 uh, with you, you know, some unique subjects and right. some uh, well-defined uh, titles and you know categorized and tagged appropriately. Uh, there is there are some cases that less is more, and right. uh, especially from an SEO standpoint. Um, but yeah. uh, we are your you know kind of your one stop shop, not for only design development, uh, but also hosting support and and SEO. So okay. a lot of our clients okay. like that. That okay. Uh, you are you're going to be our people for all those things. I, we don't have to venture all over the place and have all these right. different vendors. Uh, and and you know we're constantly getting better and better, uh, especially uh, because we're just focused only on commercial real estate. Uh, we're getting better and better at understanding uh, SEO specific to commercial real estate. Yeah, that was court that was... issues specific to commercial real estate. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That was something that I found. It was really interesting learning about that when I was trying to learn about SEO and retargeting and cookies and all that. And um, I got, I did a little bit of a deep dive and, and created, created some retargeting based on our website. Um, but the hard thing is it was hard for me to ever quite know if it was working or not. Like I set up, I set up, the, the code from Google and, and all that kind of stuff. And like, it told me it was working, but it was hard for me to ever know if people were actually even seeing the ads that, you know, we're supposed to be following people around the web. I mean, occasionally, I think you would get, and there's a dashboard that shows you if somebody clicks on it and what site they clicked on it. 
I think there is, I think there's like some kind of dashboard. Yeah, we offer been, based upon what the clients know how to use or are comfortable yeah. with. There's there's some different analytical tools. Uh, okay. You know, the popular analytical tool is, is Google Analytics. Yeah, that was it. Uh, yeah. Oftentimes when we're working with a marketing department or a marketing head is our point of contact and, and, and you know, chief editor of, of the website going forward. That's what they right. like to stick with is their Google Analytics because they're familiar okay. with it. Now, there's other kind of more lightweight uh, analytical tools that I think do a great job that are more of a snapshot. Uh, and they come from vendors other than, uh, than Google. And, uh, and sometimes that provides more value to a client who just is checking maybe once a, a month or once a quarter, like, how are we doing? What, right. w- which pages are completely useless? Which pages right. am I tasking my marketing department with uh, creating new content for that no one is looking at? <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Interesting. there is a lot of value in continuing to monitor that stuff. Mostly, I find in 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 uh, deciding you know where your resources are being misspent. Right. Right. Yeah. So so there's definitely a good use case for 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 keeping you. Know, don't just create your website and then forget about it. Like it needs, it needs to be something that you're, you know, constantly monitoring, looking at the metrics, looking at the analytics and then constantly refreshing with new content. Right. Yeah. We're, websites yeah. are always works in progress. Right. And, um, you know, our philosophy is not to be reapproached every couple of years for a new website. We'd rather have, clients that are able to use the same setup um, for years and years. I am, it's very rewarding for me now uh, having clients that were some of our first clients back in 2010, 2011, 2012, and, and having that same website still be usable for them for 10 plus years, believe it or not. So I've got some clients, I mean, we have some clients from 2010, 2011, 2012 who are, uh, approaching me now saying, okay, I think probably this is it. Let's start on a, on something brand new. Uh, you know, I don't push them to, to do this, but, uh, you know, there, there is, um, there's a, a lifespan of, of websites, you know, to, uh, to be certain, you know, where they're not going to last forever, but yeah, I'd like yeah. to think that ours are last more, than your average website. I, I know that they do. Um, right. And I, uh, you know, I, I love the relationships that we've established over the years by creating websites you know, that are durable and, and creating websites that are not obviously from a certain time period. You know, the, right. uh, it, yeah. it is, yeah. it, it's a challenge to create websites that are timeless, right? That don't it, look yeah, like, they, oh yeah, that's one of those like 90, uh, that's one of those like, uh, uh, 2013 type websites. Right. Yeah. I remember that. I remember like what, maybe like what, 15 years ago, you could look at a site and you would know like what WordPress it came from, basically. I mean, you, you could just automatically tell that it was, it was, you know, a certain one because it had a certain tree and a certain things that would do certain things and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I hate that. I, I hate being able to identify a website. Uh, it, it's age. Also, right. uh, I, uh, it's a red flag for uh, your for potential prospects or clients visiting your website who uh, and and them seeing these sort of uh, stock images that have been used by a lot of their competitors or in the right. industry. That's yeah. another thing to be careful about. Um, I think that having video is become sort of an automatic differentiator because the, right. the the video. You know, whether you keep the same video series up on a homepage or a website or have the ability to rotate it regularly, you know, that is constantly keeping your, uh, that's one way to constantly keep your website fresh uh, from the very, you know, the very obvious homepage. Right. Um, yeah. You can do that throughout yeah. your site, but that is one easy way to, to always have your website looking fresh by alternating that video. Um it uh, and it's just you know engaging right from the get go. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think another a red flag for me is an AOL, um, you know, email address. <laughs> when, when I, whenever I see like a really old, you know, old website and then you've got the AOL address, I'm just like, I'm like these guys, I mean, they, they need some help is what I usually think when I look at it or, or they, they just like, or it just tells me that they just, they don't care about what, what people think about them or they're just, I don't know. They're just not, I, that's just, I don't know. That's just usually a red flag for me. Yeah. And, you know, there are, there's this, there's finally a trend um, that I think is in answer to uh, what at least small to mid-sized commercial real estate companies are seeing in, in the popularity of their uh, site viewers to their unwillingness to fill out forms. Right. Uh, right. While forms in other industries uh, work well, but at least for small to mid-sized commercial real estate companies, it's very unlikely that uh, that you're going to capture leads or, or get all kinds of interest at the property level or corporate level uh, and populate your CRM or, or whatever you intend to do by offering a form. Right. Um, right. It's, yep. it's, it's just not something that um, th- that. Uh, as people have less and less time are, are willing to do, you know, to go on a, on a website and, Oh, okay. I'm going to fill out a form. I want more information unless you're offering something in return of great value. So right. I, I'm not saying that's impossible, but uh, it, it's, there's all kinds of interesting things that you can offer potentially in exchange. I don't know. Yeah. It could be white papers, could be uh, some, some, a video, something, a, a, a very market research market report. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. <clears throat> now maybe, and so the, the form or, uh, or, or a tie into your CRM makes more sense for a company like yours, but for the small to mid-sized commercial real estate companies who, um, you have all kinds of great expectations with these forms. Uh, I, I, they're finding more and more that it's just a waste of real estate to, to, to try to capture leads on the form because when they look at the statistics related to it, uh, they think, oh, okay, no one's filling out my forms. Uh, in fact, oh, no one's even going to that page. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, the contact us page or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's a lot of other ways to uh, capture new leads, you know, in the form of, uh, of, uh, of direct marketing, you know, possibly email marketing, um, right or or developing relationships on social media that sort of thing okay and, and okay you know dms on social media yeah yeah even more well, popular you know with certain generations of course right right exactly exactly what um just with all the conversations you have you know with with developers brokers shopping center owners um do you ever find that they're looking for any particular data that this maybe that isn't out there um, and I know you're, you're not quite as focused on the data side of, as obviously as, as we are, but, you know, I'm just wondering, is there something they're looking for that is really hard to find, you know? Um, well, maybe, I, I think yeah. that, uh, yeah, I'm less associated with it since I've, um, I, I'm, uh, I, I was more associated with it when I was a marketing director at, okay. uh, at different places, but I think what's interesting from the, in the retail world are, is, is anything more real time related to traffic counts and right. anything more real time related to a uh, 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 pedestrian, uh, you know, shopper counts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And anything surrounding. So I'm le- I'm less familiar with the technology surrounding, you know, those two categories. Um, right. But I, you know, anything involving activity uh, surrounding bricks and mortar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and any, okay. you know, any uh, technology that really makes all of that more real time, I think is interesting. So right. Right. Whether that exists, I know, I know that it exists, but I don't know the level of accuracy. Um, so it, it's, you know, that has become less my world, but uh, yeah, I imagine yeah. that that is that, you know, that stuff becomes a layer of a map or uh, when 
or when it makes sense to go back to what we were talking about earlier, maybe becomes information that sprays on a, uh, on a video um, or becomes a, a, a real-time component of an API that talks about uh, a whole series you know, of information concerning a property. Right. Yeah. 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 I know there's, there's different data companies out there. There's some that only provide the foot traffic or the mobile data, I think like SafeGraph, Unicast, um, uh, what Uber Media, I think they got bought by here, here or something, some kind of new company. Um, and then there's other companies that kind of build the platforms that help you see that data, like um, what Placer, I think is a good example that, that kind of shows how things have, you can go to a shopping center and see how traffic has changed over time. Um, so it, yeah, yeah it's, I think it's, Placer is, I'm somewhat familiar with Placer and I do think that's yeah. pretty interesting. They've, they've built a really neat kind of interface on, you know, on top of it. So um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And I'm just with curious. The company, Early yeah. on, uh, an early adopter of uh, of the shopper traffic. Uh, what was that Mark Cuban company? Oh, of shopper shop for shopper traffic. Uh, it wasn't density, was it? I mean, there was an, there were some Apple guys that created density, but I think that's more for like 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 uh, meeting rooms and stuff to see, or, or maybe even you know how many people are going in and out of like buildings so that, and stuff. That I remember rooms. as an early. Uh, kind of an early influencer, an early provider of, uh, yeah. but now I, I forget the name of them, but they, they had a presence at uh, right. ICSC uh, early on, apparently not enough of a presence because, not not right. but that right. the combination that my memory is not as good as it was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there is, it's great to see continued competition uh, for different types of data in, right. uh, in, the, in the retail world. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you're, uh, you know, you're uh, dug in quite well in your niche. And, yeah. uh, and, and your product has, a, uh, is really good in, in its display. And yeah, you know, thanks. I'm obviously, yeah. big in the user interface, right? Right, and, right. Uh, it's great to have the data, but it's nice to have it accompanied by a, a friendly display. Yeah. 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 Thanks. That, 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 that came a long way just using that Esri template and then showing things using logos. I think, um, you know, being able to show that I think really, really was good. And, and now, and I'll show it to you sometime. We actually have residential planned residential data in there too. So we can show you, okay, here's all the whole foods that are planned and all the targets that are planned. And then here's the single family and multifamily that's planned nearby, which is, um, which is kind of cool as well, just so you can get an idea of like where the where the areas are going to grow population wise. So that's interesting. Yeah, and and yeah. it's funny when uh, the residential obviously stuff is 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 very important, right? Not only existing but planned developments and uh, in, in in growing uh, neighborhoods. And uh, I doing retail flyers over the years. I mean, I'm. I'd say I've probably done you know hundreds, of, <laughs> over a thousand probably. Right. Said yeah. Enough. But I began to learn over time what sort of data is important and what is included on on flyers, and you'd see that the, the, an aerial that I thought would be important would just be focused on a shopping center, right? Uh, the very skilled, very you know seasoned uh, retail. Uh, developers brokers would say no 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 spread that out we want to further see out that. we want to see that a surrounding residential that's yeah we, we, we want to see all those home all those lots that are getting carved out you know like, exactly. like right next door or, or down the road a little bit right yeah yeah so it's yeah. great and that, then that you'll have that product that uh that focuses you know on both yeah yeah because in and static that was, format that's certainly what uh, what, uh, uh, like I said, these developers, brokers like to display pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's so in addition to, me. okay, check out all the logos. You know, everyone loves logos. Everybody loves the logos on there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then but you they're know, looking for, okay, how many, uh, how many, you know, and, and then the demographics, right. But okay. Right. then Oh, new development there. Oh, there. Okay. Oh, how many units? That sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's kind of what, why, how I got interested in the planned data. Like we would, when I was working for, you know, the shopping center company, 
we would be on a property, we'd be riding around and be like, oh yeah, there's a Publix plan, you know, half a mile away, uh, or there's, you know, 200 homes planned over here. And I'd just be like, be like, how do they know this stuff? I mean, like I was, it always just kind of blew my mind that it almost seemed like they made it sound like everybody knew that, you know? And, and so it, it just, it really got me fascinated that you can, you can be riding around an area and have no idea what's going on or, or what's planned um, until, unless you do some research or get some data or something like that. And so um, it's, it was just always interesting that they would have these little nuggets of information. And then, and then that would usually make it onto the aerial, you know, it'd say, okay, there's 200 homes planned here. There's, you know, whatever. And so, um, yeah, but I, yeah. Well, and those nuggets kind of are very, tend to be uh, regional nuggets, right? Or local right. nuggets. Yeah. But when, yeah. Uh, when you can you know, take that information and assemble it, you know, there's, that's the real value. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm always surprised by uh, you know, certain, the, you know, the very successful brokers, what sort of knowledge that they have in their head. Um, right. And, right. and, but it's in their head, right? It's, uh, it, it's not assembled in, in some sort of uh, mappable format. You know, it's not, it's, it, it, it's, it's not translatable to a layer. But oh, maybe it is. You know, once you assemble enough information, um, you can uh, gain the interest of these local players who need to learn more and more about uh, these other areas where they sometimes need to dip their toes. Right. Yeah. 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 That's that's usually been more of our our customer is somebody that you know if 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 the if the broker like is super knowledgeable about their immediate area that's usually not our ideal customer but somebody that's that needs to see like multi city or multi states then that's usually somebody that we end up working with because because they can they can, you can only track so much stuff by yourself and and you're only tied into so many networks you know of what's going on so yeah um interesting well do you do you um what what uh do you have any plans to go to any uh conferences here soon uh coming up or next year i think for for me it's going to be i was really on the fence about icsc uh the, the one coming up in december right uh, yeah i'm choosing to wait until you know the mid-year next year for, okay. for vegas and i yeah. also would like to be active in uh, the you know regional ICSC stuff because okay. I, I tend to do you know to have a, a booth or at least uh, attend um, and uh, the, to the regional and and then yeah uh, talk to as many as pe people as possible in Vegas. It just so happens I'm not going uh, in, in December. Um, I, a lot of my clients are and I'm in the midst of preparing for it. Right. Yeah. Them yeah. For right now, uh, which I thank them <laughs> for. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how the ICSC schedule shapes up for next year. Yeah. Uh, but also other uh, other regional stuff there. Uh, I, I I tend to be getting a lot of work for CCIMs lately. I'd like to go okay. to some of their events next year. Um, and you know there are events that pop up related to. Uh, you know, social media influencers and that kind of thing in commercial right. real estate. And I think those are fun opportunities uh, to get together with, uh, with, with people. And I plan to go to, to some of those and okay. uh, just look forward to seeing what's, what's offered uh, next year. Cause I do think that 2022 is going to be this big bounce back year for, uh, for, you know, the in-person in meeting. So I think there's a ton to look, forward to yeah 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 i'm looking forward to it i think i've heard i don't know if it's official but i, I think i've heard that icsc is looking at it getting back on the recon the may schedule of having it every may um in vegas i love may so, there i mean may in las vegas is really perfect isn't it right at least oh, coming yeah. from the cold weather climate that i am in, in chicago to to have vegas in may is really pretty amazing yeah. 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 It's nice. It's yeah, it's definitely nice. It's always, it's always a fun time. Um, well, this has been great, great catching up with you. Um, I feel like I've talked to you in a long time and this is, it's, it's great to hear things are, are going well and just, just your expertise in this whole CRE area, especially when it comes to social media, websites, CEO. Um, 
drone videos, you know, all that. So, so those are great. Yeah. Look forward. I hope, uh, hope we can catch up um, in person maybe sometime next year. That'd be great. We will. We'll absolutely catch up. Uh, if, if not may, hopefully prior to that, at the, uh, something regional. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. Well, thanks for really joining us. This opportunity, yeah. David. Uh, yeah, it, it, was, absolutely. it was great to catch up. Yeah. And, and what's, what's the best way for people to, to find you if they want to get in touch? Yeah, our uh, our website where that, that is the best location to learn more about uh, my uh, my website work testimonials uh, you know case studies our uh, our offerings to display your properties and and and, and you know, all the work that we've done is cregrow.com cregrow.com okay okay great well thanks again um, this has been uh, Dave Lewan um, uh, founder of CRE Grow and um, uh, thanks for joining us.